plot twists, we're obsessed with them. In film, life and love, they turn up everywhere. It's that moment in a story where it takes you in an unexpected direction. I'm Tom, comedy and impressions lover. And I'm Fran, super fan of reality TV and rom-coms. And we're from now. And throughout this series, we're going to be interviewing TV and film stars, asking them all about their favourite plot twists, both on and off screen. So expect the unexpected, and hopefully some behind-the-scenes gems that you've never heard before. Contain spoilers. Obviously. Well, hello, listeners. Hello, Fran, my little chuckaboo. Hello, my giggle mug friend. Oh, we're going there. <laughs> like, we're going there. Straight we're going in. there. It's a Victorian slang off, guys. Welcome. Well, let's, Welcome. let's see what you've got, Fran. Off you go. Uh, Tom, I look at you and I think, my God, that is a parish pickaxe. This <laughs> <laughs> sounds pretty harsh. <laughs> it actually is a bit savage. It means a prominent nose. Well, to be fair, you wouldn't be lying. But do you know what you are, Fran? <laughs> you're a church bell. Ah. Oh. Religious and angelic. No, you're a talkative woman. <laughs> That's actually less mean than my one that I've got for you next. So oh, I'd God. say to you, Tom, take your fly rink and get out of here. <laughs> you're enjoying this way too much. I am, because that, my friends, means a polished bald head. Again, I can't argue. I think let, let's move on from this because it's taken a turn. <laughs> yeah, enough nanty narking. Oh, nice. That means great fun. It's time to get on to the show. <laughs> <laughs> right, this week, the reason why we're insulting each other with Victorian slang <laughs> is because we're talking about our new series, The Nevers, which is on now, and we've got two stars of the show, Laura Donnelly and Anne Skelly, joining us. Yes, so we are talking about The Nevers, which is available to watch from the 17th of May on now. So this is a new series, and it's set, as Tom has said, and as we outlined in the intro, in Victorian London. And it's around this group of people that society refer to as the touched. And they gain these amazing, special, essentially magical abilities. So the whole story is centred around how these people navigate those abilities and what they use them for. So some of them for good and some of them for not so good. Yes, it's sort of a period drama versus fantasy action. I don't Downton versus Avengers or Pride and Prejudice versus X-Men. It's got a, a real mix there. But let's go back to the guest friends. So we've got Laura Donnelly, who many listeners will know from The Outlander. Yeah, and I knew Laura from watching the BBC series The Fall, which was fantastic. And actually, she's been in award-winning theatre with The Ferryman. Uh, and there's a pretty cool story to come with that. And alongside Laura is Anne Skelly, who I've really enjoyed watching in Red Rock. She's also been in Rebellion and the miniseries Little Women. So, yeah, Laura plays Amalia True and Anne plays Penance Adair in The Nevers, two of the lead roles. And in an interview situation together, they were hilarious. So we funny. had such a laugh talking to them. So let's take a listen. So here's Laura Donnelly and Anne Skelly on Plot Twist. How are you guys doing? Very well, thank you. How are you doing? Good. Yeah, really good, really good. All the better for speaking to you guys. I wanted to ask just quickly, obviously we've, the last sort of year or so has been quite a challenging time, particularly for actors uh, as well. But what are your overriding memories within lockdown? Uh, my, all of my shared experiences with the cast of The Real Housewives of New York. Uh, <laughs> I would walk from room to room carrying... <laughs> 
my laptop and watching these women scream at each other and it was the best time of my life no it was definitely the highlight of my lockdown I was on my own I hate it I thought it would suit me a lot more than than it did uh unfortunately so but, but yeah tv really really saved my behind particularly reality tv I never expected that of me but here we are it's a nice escapism though isn't it you can just watch something a little bit mind-numbing switch off for a bit I think a lot of people felt like that yeah I, I'm I'm all for switching off the old brain now because there's not much left in there I feel like it dissolved over the past year <laughs> what the hell is that about I'm dreading going back to learning lines I'm not sure that that ability is there anymore at all Mine, mine has been kind of the opposite of Anne's being not not by myself, but with what seems like an absolute overrun of tiny children in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, not old enough to be homeschooled, so I did get away with that. But uh, yeah, I, it was just like every morning I'd wake up, there they are, right in my face there. <laughs> and that was my day. Um, so, so, you know, very excited to be getting back to work. <laughs> no, but it has been lovely. I have, I have managed to spend time at home and with my family that I otherwise would never have got to. And, you know, the, the, the usual of spending 12 to 14 hours a day out at work shooting a show mm. like this was not going to provide me an awful lot of time to give to family just for now. And that's, you know, that's that kind of bargain that you make with yourself as an actor all the time. You're like, this is for now and I'll catch up with that mm. later. But um, it felt like I kind of got offered a little blessing in the middle of all of that to just um, to just settle down and do that for a little bit. So I like that. It's, it is like a, I think it will go down as a unique period in history, won't it? Where we all, yeah. everything did kind of change. And yeah. uh, but it's good to hear everything was, 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 uh, was, was good in that sense and particularly reconnecting with family. Um, to start off, we've got uh, a feature that is, uh, it's a lighthearted game. We all want to get to know each other a little bit. Uh, so uh, we thought we'd uh, throw some random icebreaker questions at you. And this is where Fran comes into her own. <laughs> yeah, there is nothing I love more than just random questions and throwing them out there and having a big old debate about it. So we have got a few that we've picked that are related to the show. But we're going to start off with one a little bit more sort of nostalgic related to your guys' hometowns. So our first random question is what would you say is the most special thing to you about the place where you're from people i like it short and sweet i love it (laughs) (laughs) the crack the humor yeah that's really great (laughs) yeah yeah absolutely i like it well what's yours I, I have to say, um, given, given I come from Belfast, which has its own patchy history, I would say that it is the, the sheer level of black humour that comes out, out of that place, despite what it has faced. I think that that's highly admirable. And whenever I'm away from there, I miss it a lot. <laughs> that and Katie Daly's pub. <laughs> good local. I give it a travel advice Good local well. pub. Love that. I think mine is similarly, I think it's more about the people, isn't it, that make it your hometown. Like where I live, it's you've, you can't walk to the end of the road without seeing three people you know, your mum's friend, your uncle's brother. And, you know, I think it's all about the people for me too. Yeah. Yeah. And you also say walk weirdly where you're from. You say walk. Yeah, we say walk rather than walk, Why? which is apparently a strange oh. miniature dialect for people from Sunbury on Thames. So shout out to anyone who's listening from there. I love that about dialects. I love that it's a little 10 minute area and they've just decided something's going to sound different. I love that. And of all the things we chose, we chose walk and talk. So there we go. Exciting times. I, I picked the same. I picked the same. Yeah, there we go. 
Got something okay. in common. Um, so obviously our next question is a bit more on topic of the nethers. So we obviously know it's about a group of women um, and some men who have these um, amazing powers. Um, and obviously and your character, Penance, um, has a bit of a penchant for invention. So the most obvious question to ask is what do you think the best invention of all time is? Oh, it's big. It's big. It is a big question. That's a big of all time. So we've had this question before. So we've had it with Billy Piper and Lucy Preble, and they said contraception and Glastonbury. Well, like varied one the other, I suppose. Um, (laughs) Oh God! Well, yeah, I guess contraception. Great. Um, Look, I could go for it. Will I do something a bit sentimental? Probably FaceTime. Is that terrible? Is that is that? No, that's what I said the last time. I said the ability to see people's faces when we're apart. Yeah, because all my family and friends are just splattered around the globe and fully intact, thank God. But do you know what I mean? Like they're they're all about the place, and we I miss them terribly. It's it's the I've like Facetime my mom three times a day uh, during lockdown. It's just like being such a savior, really. It's hard, about to imagine, you, Laura? it's hard to imagine time before it, actually, isn't it? Yeah. You have that connection. Yeah, I get that. What about you, Laura? I think anything that plays recorded music. I think, just, you know, starting off with kind of mm. gramophone record player, I could not live without music. It's the most important art form in my life and sees me through everything. And yeah, so everything from the gramophone up to the iPod, I am absolutely... What, what music are we talking about here? Oh, a lot of a lot of different stuff, but most I would say about ninety five percent of what I listen to is from the last century. You know, from before I was born, and or at least people who started out then, even if they're still making albums today. Um, I listen to very little new music. Um, I just like the stuff that speaks to the uh, the eternal, and yeah, I'd say a lot of a lot of Rolling Stones, a lot of Rufus Wainwright, a lot of Tom Waits. You introduced me to Rufus Wainwright. I when I visited your trailer that time, I had no idea who he was. There's some strong choices in there. (laughs) I actually, I last time I chose planes, but then recently I've got this, uh, I've got this kitchen appliance which allows me to extract an avocado in one. It's a game changer. It really is. The simple things in life. Oh, I've never heard. Brilliant. I didn't even know that existed, but that's 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 that. That's a game changer. Yeah, if that's not the best invention of all time. I don't know what it is. Um, <laughs> let's, uh, let's move on to our last one, shall we? So again, on, on the theme of the show, uh, The Nevers is set in a different time period. I believe it's the 1899, the end of the Victorian era. So the question is, if you go back to any time in history, where are you going? Cleopatra. I'm going to meet Cleopatra. And I'm going to ask her a couple of things. Not straight in. Yeah, Ooh. right away. I think about her all the time. Um, it's it's <laughs> like bizarre. I read this book. God, if only I could think of the author. Um, I, I, I think it's called Cleopatra, A Life or something, but it's it's written by a woman and she's kind of reclaiming Cleopatra out of the mouths of all these, you know, Cicero and all these um, men at the time who were very misogynistic and who, you know, I mean, great women from history are often just put down as prostitutes when they weren't. Um, mm. And it's just a way of like erasing a woman from history and her autonomy. And it's a violation. And I just would love to see how legend she was and all the languages mm. she spoke and ask her why she bothered to learn Egyptian when no one else had. And she's just incredible. She's a trailblazer, isn't she? Yeah. She's just... Oh, so are you picturing Elizabeth Taylor? Not at all. I've never seen I refuse to watch any version <laughs> where she's, you know, um, painted as some kind of beautiful goddess. 
Nice. What about you, Laura? I'm pretty much relates to my last answer, which is I'm going late 60s, early 70s, back to the music. And I would be, you know, touring around with all of those bands and I would be going to Woodstock and I would just be living my very best life. I love it. I love it. I, I said I was thinking like historically thinking maybe like Victorian Britain because it's a fascinating era, as we see with the Nevers, but it, it sort of connects the old world with the new. Mm-hmm. I mean, take away all the soot and horse shit, actually, <laughs> you would get a lot of amazing characters. Yeah, but the problem is you can't take away all the soot and horse shit. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I thought it was quite a lot. What about you, Fran? <laughs> it's all very smelly. <laughs> I went for more kind of the 1930s, 1940s. Aside from, obviously, war, I feel like tea dances swing music it's quite like i feel like it's quite a romantic era that i could be part of yeah of course you'd say that fran you're picturing ryan gosling in a notebook <laughs> that uh, is not you untrue <laughs> you, left, you left your husband to be at home whilst you're off swooning with gosling great also um, not unreasonable yeah. fran i'm with you <laughs> not an unreasonable request <laughs> yeah. oh I enjoyed that. It was fun. Cool. Well, this is the Plot Twist podcast. So we've got to ask a Plot Twist question, of course. Uh, we, we look at Plot Twist as a notion of the unexpected. And starting with you, has there been a standout Plot Twist moment in your career? In my career? Um, like in, in something I've done or as in like in just in life? Well, maybe actually career or in, in your life. Has there been a sort of standout moment that's... Something oh, unexpected happened. Anything unexpected. I mean, this job, um, <laughs> you know, um, the whole journey of this past two years, probably global pandemic. Could I could I throw that in now? It's a bit boring. Um, <laughs> no, um, <laughs> I would say plot twist wise, my family moved to Italy. And I it kind of happened, it was a decision made within two months because the funnily enough, the landlord raised the rent like to like triple. And they were like, wow. uh, pay that within two months or, or get out. So we were like, let's move country, um, continents. And Love so that. they took the opportunity, got the dog's passports, loaded up the van, <laughs> and just drove to, to Italy and um rented one adventure there. yeah it was a big adventure um i i missed out on it though most of the time because i was in london at the time or, or working actually in belfast i think funnily enough but um my family are very much like that they're they're very kind of alternative in that way and they always were quite like you're never stuck and then if that's not the biggest proof of their little philosophy then i don't know what is but probably that yeah i didn't know dogs needed passports that's the plot twist dogs <laughs> that's need a passport plot, that's the greatest plot twist i i, I definitely think uh I, I was thinking like the little photo in the little photo booth um you know that's a big deal though that's yeah a big deal to see that. yeah yeah sure. how about you laura what would your plot twist be um i think mine mine is kind of a work related kind of a work related one it's when i when I went into audition in the Royal Court for a play that I did called The River, and uh, when you walk into an entertainment or to an audition, you don't suspect that that process is going to change your entire life as you know it. But uh, I, in that moment, met my now partner, who I had the father of my two children, who also happens to write plays. And then we got to do more plays together. And it formed so many different things apart from, you know, this spectacular relationship in my life, but also like how the process of getting that 
part and working with the director Ian Rickson and and doing all of that it changed how I how I saw my work how I approached it it um it kind of just that one play and the experience of it kind of changed every element of my life so it's really strange just to think back to the day where I walked in through a door for an audition at a little theater in London and then that was it that was like a completely different course I suddenly one moment yeah it's a kind of romantic uh, story that melts Fran's heart, isn't it? It was very, it was uh, very yeah. romantic. <laughs> I love stuff like this because it always feels like a bit of a sliding doors moment of like, what if you'd never gone? Where might you have been? I can see it in a montage. It's lovely. Oh, shit play. Not going for that. <laughs> <laughs> so how do you think that sort of changed your path then? What particularly is the one standout thing that you think would have been quite different if you'd never gone? Well, I, I wouldn't have had those kids. Um, but also, <laughs> um, you know, he, uh, we then did the play The Ferryman together, which he wrote based on partly on my family's story. And we took that wow. then off to the West End and we took it off to Broadway. And, you know, it was a huge thing. And then, in fact, it was the fact that the, the couple of the producers from the Nevers happened to see that play when it was on in the Royal Court. And that's why I got called in for this part. So it's just been a big tumbling scale of... Uh... It's not what you know, it's who you know. <laughs> so obviously, let's talk about the Nevers. So one of the excellent work perks, other than being able to talk to you guys, is we get to watch some of the episodes beforehand. And we absolutely loved it and we can't wait for the full series to be out so that we can finish off all of the episodes um but i think the thing that we liked most about it is the sort of juxtaposition of the sort of stuffy victorian era with these sort of incredible women with these amazing powers at the forefront how would you describe the world of the nevers I think that it doesn't conform to any one single genre or any one idea that you could already have about what you think you're getting with this show. You know, it, uh, mm. it kind of defies all of those things. And that becomes more and more clear, I think, as, as these first six episodes go on. You know, it is set in Victorian London. It is also got the sci-fi and fantasy elements to it, which means that, you know, happily, we don't have to stick with some documentary true-to-life version of what Victorian London is, which mm. then, of course, allows us to play female characters that aren't the typical ones. And I don't think really any of the characters are are, are typical to the world that we're used to seeing in that sense. But you know, you don't get to play women in the Victorian age with as much agency as these women mm. have in their lives. And so, yeah, it's um, like I say, as, as the six episodes go on, I think you begin to realize that if you thought you had an idea of what this is starting out, that, that then you begin to realize that that's that's not the case. We were saying on that that genre element, it is amazing, the complete mix of genre, because it feels... Mm familiar in so many ways because like you say you feel like you're getting one thing and then you get a bit of something else but actually combined together it feels completely unique yes exactly I mean there are so many parts to it that are so fun because in in that little moment yes it is it is specific to a genre for maybe five minutes at a time you know there's a there's a there'll be an action sequence where it is absolutely you know action or might even resemble a kind of superhero story but that's you know we're not overall telling a superhero story and then and then you have some scenes where it is just 
women and men in Victorian society together, perhaps trying to begin a relationship, you know, and you've got, mm. you know, and they, and they are in a, in a social setting that requires them very much to stick with the, the manners of that time. And so, yeah, it, it kind of chops and changes in a way that as these first six episodes go on, I think will begin to blend mm. together in a more cohesive way and that uh, the audience will begin to be able to gather what it is they've got here. But what they do have here is something incredibly original. <laughs> it's very original. And it's what we, we kind of saw online. It was this sort of described as X-Men meets Pride and Prejudice in a way. You know, and it kind of flips <laughs> between the two. And there's more themes to it than that. Um, when you get the script for something like that, that must be, again, for a big HBO series as well, that must be really enticing. I was just an actor looking for a job, really, when I auditioned for this, and I couldn't believe it was like a HBO thing. I really did not think I was in with a chance at all. And then when I got the part after auditioning with Laura, I just couldn't believe the world that was being laid out in front of us. Like, it just felt it was unfolding more and more. And uh, the weirdest part is, it's like when you're reading the script, it's so visual, you can see the show playing in your head. But then when you actually see it on screen or get, to the set itself, it surpasses that by all the detail. Mm. I can't even, like, I, I I think I've watched the past four episodes over and over, um, maybe about three or four times now. Um, not out of vanity, I promise. But like, <laughs> and I can't believe all the detail in it. And I find that so exciting. Mm. But I think when you're watching it, you do kind of, those different themes, it, it helps build the story, even though they can be so different. Yeah. Um, and obviously one of the most prominent features is those that are the touch. So that three years prior, an event has taken place that has led to a, a lot of women having these sort of uh, powers and abilities and features that make a lot of society quite envious of what they are. And given how we are as a podcast and we like a plot twist and we like a bit of fun, yeah. if you were to wake up tomorrow, I was going to say, if you're going to wake up tomorrow touch, that sounds a bit weird. But if you were to wake up tomorrow with uh, those kind of abilities, what, what, what might you choose? What would you want? I'm torn between two. I think on one hand, I'd really like to be able to just press the mute button on anybody who's making annoying noises around me. I think <laughs> that to be somebody's breathing funny or, you know, making a little <clears throat> constant clip <clears throat> through. Chewing loudly. Chewing loudly. Eating loudly. Happiness people get when they talk, when they haven't drunk enough water, things like that. If I could just (laughs) stop that from happening, my life would be infinitely better. But I think on, on a more useful scale, I'd quite like to be able to just temporarily at times clone myself just put other versions out of myself mm. so that I could be in a few places at one time one. just be able to cover a few things my time would be a little you know more reasonable and then and then so long as they could come back to me though I don't want lots of different <laughs> versions of me running around the world that's that's weird <laughs> I would love that personally but um <laughs> for you um I I'm also torn a bit between two like I've in the past I've kind of said oh tra- time travel because I really like ancient history and and, and things like that and I want to know what happened to all these lost civilizations and to see what happened before colonization and whatnot. Um, <laughs> but I, I also really like the idea of like water and having healing powers. So like if you've ever seen Avatar, mm. The Last Airbender, I know it's a cartoon, but it's also very sophisticated. Um, <laughs> there's this character called Katara and she's a waterbender and she can kind of control water. And what she can do is like also heal people with the waters, like healing powers. And I think that would be quite, nice. quite nice. Useful. Yeah, that's useful and practical. Yeah. Fran, yeah, Fran said earlier, she said, I want to be good at everything. But that's kind of like asking for more, more wishes. 
you know that's exactly what Tom said he was like that's all I in my head I was thinking I'd love to be able to sit at a piano and be able to play or like if I want to speak a foreign language speak a foreign language and then Tom was like no you have to pick one and then I I just couldn't hone it down unfortunately let's get Aladdin let's rewrite the script and give you 99 wishes for lovely yeah great Um, I think that um you know Leonardo da Vinci you know a bit of a renaissance lady yeah absolutely count me in yeah. <laughs> well, let, let's uh, let's move swiftly on from Fran's uh, <laughs> 99 wishes. But um, going back to a plot twist, we like to ask about an influential person behind the scenes. So starting with you, Laura, who, who might be that person behind the scenes that's been uh, you know, a source of inspiration for you? Um, I think that it was my first dance teacher, my Irish dancing teacher, um, who was named Patricia Mulholland. Uh, she she passed away whenever I was about 10 or 11. So she was only a very early influence in my life. But she said to my mom, because she she kind of created a form of Irish dancing. It was an invention of her own that was a cross between Irish dancing and ballet. And she used to tell Irish myths and legends on stage. And this was my first experience of being on stage telling any story that was told through dance. And she nice. had quietly one day said to my mom that she thought that I was destined for the stage. So I don't know if it's like a Witches of Macbeth thing, whereby because she said it, then I was just like, okay, well, that's what I'm going to do. Or whether I would have done it anyway. But I, I blame her entirely for this mess I've gotten myself into. <laughs> um, I think that she was probably solely responsible. But yeah, and on, on the flip side to that, there is the, the opposite experience, of course, as well. The one who will remain nameless, but my science teacher who had gone to and said I wanted to be an actress. And she told me that maybe I should get my head out of the clouds. I think those things can be as galvanizing as well in making you go forward mm. and do what it is you want to do uh, just to prove those people wrong. Absolutely. So- <laughs> That's so funny, Laura, because I had a similar experience. Oh, gosh, I wonder, is it an actor thing rather than just us? But um, when my religion teacher, he said the same thing. He said that I would um, end up on the streets and I just went back. <laughs> Wow. You're like, yeah, yeah. I'm driving a little Victorian car. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, because I, I remember I remember that. Uh God, that's absolutely hilarious. Because we wished, not wished, but like I feel like we manifested her uh to be in a HBO show as well at probably the same time. But anyway, it doesn't matter. Moving on. Um what what uh uh I, I would say my dad would be probably one of the most influential person for me. Oh, sentimental. Uh, yeah, but, um, yeah. Well, I mean, uh, the more I think about it, the more I look back on it. It's like he would drive me to school. Um, I purposely missed the bus so that he would drive me to and from school, oh. and um, he would just tell me all these stories. And he was just a brilliant storyteller. And he was always interested in like his. He loves Albertino and he loves Robert De Niro. And he, he loves um non-English speaking films. And he introduced me to that world and very much influenced me in that way. Like. I remember when the first time I made a bit of money, I brought my dad to see an evening with Pacino. He was giving these talks and um, God, I think he was kind of traveling around, but he was in Dublin in any way. And me and my dad went to this Albertino talk and he just talked about his experiences on different films and 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 things like that and then I got mad into Pacino and The Godfather and Scarface and and Dog Day Afternoon so uh, yeah I think my dad influences me more than I thought with his stories and love of films I like that I like that a lot 
Uh, I just want to ask one question. It's obviously The Nevers has come out in the US and it's done exceptionally well on HBO Max. Congratulations. Uh, what about the UK, though, when it releases? Is, do you get the nerves, obviously, your home audience with in Ireland as well, of course, that, you know, how it's going to be received? Oh, yeah, big time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, like, I mean, I, my first hurdle was my parents have seen the first two episodes and, like, my extended family now, and they love it. So thank God, like, it would... You know, I, I wouldn't have been able to face them if, if they weren't into it, but they loved it. So I feel like a bit more, I feel confident now about um our home audience, you know. Um, and I as well, like I hope, you know, it's kind of exciting or maybe, I don't know, motivating in some way for any Irish actresses as well. If, like seeing these two mm. Irish, Irish women leading a HBO show, the scale, it's like, I never would have thought of that growing up. So maybe even that is a pull. I don't know. And a leading female cast. It's amazing. Yeah. Fantastic. What about you, Laura? Yeah, definitely. I mean, the, the, the nerves are always there. You know, we've we've worked on on this thing for we've managed to get six episodes in two <laughs> years. <laughs> you know, we've all we you know, there's nearly like there are hundreds and hundreds of people who have been put in just the most immense amount of work and passion into these last two years and, you know, have stuck with us. And like even our crew who, since we wrapped the first half of the season, so many of them have been offered other, you know, really brilliant jobs and to go on mm. to in this time. But but so many of them have held out because they know that we're going back to do the, the, the rest of the season and they want to stick with that you know and so there's there's just a real sense that we all as a cast and crew really believe in this thing and we feel really passionately about it and have done for so long now so the sense of putting that out into the world is is that you know you're showing your baby to the world it's like yeah of course you like it um you know we want to entertain people we want them to get a lot out of it and not just because we're proud of this bit but also because we want to keep doing this, you know, we, I, I love this character and I love this show and I love this cast and crew and I want to do this for as long as HBO will allow us. And so, yeah, of course there are always nerves. The stakes feel very high for us, but the fact that it has gone down, as you say, so well in the U S does mm. allow us to breathe a little sigh of relief and just the idea that, you know, hopefully people will feel the same way over here. And, um, and yeah, as Anne says, in Ireland, it's like there's a little extra thing there, which is, you know, two of their own. Guys, thank you so much for coming on Plot Twist. Thank it's been you. so great to talk to you about it. We've watched the show, as Fran said earlier. We love it. So we're looking forward to seeing the final two episodes as well. Thanks It'd be great. So thank you very much. Thanks, guys. Take care. Yes, big thank you to Laura Donnelly and Anne Skelly. Fran, two years in the making to create that show, to bring it to life, and it will be available from the 17th of May on now. I know, and it's nuts, really, because hearing Laura and Anne talk about that process and how much that's also been a real sort of long-term commitment, not just from mm. them, but the crew as well, really, really invested, like, refused other opportunities just to see it through, and it's great that it's finally here. But I do have to say, like, the biggest revelation of the entire interview has surely got to be the dog passports. <laughs> I literally I had, I had no idea. No idea Did you whatsoever. Know that? 
I feel sometimes we get one of these episodes and I'm like, well, every day's a school day. It's not just for fun. We are also learning. You learn something new every day. We had some great random chats, though, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, we did. There's some good ones. You had a few interesting moments. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. When we were like, what era would we go back to? And I threw out there the 1930s, purely based on wanting to be in the notebook. <laughs> and then Anne comes out with, oh, I'd love to go back and speak to Cleopatra because she was such an inspiring woman. I thought, God, Fran, you could have done a bit of a deeper answer than there than just marrying Ryan Gosling. <laughs> I tell you what I really liked, actually, the plot twist answer from Laura Donnelly. Um, something you mentioned is like, like sliding door moments. And that is such a true representation for her own plot twist. Mm. And that she goes to apply for this uh, for this play, meets her future husband, the father of her kids, and they have this spectacular relationship. And, and even from that, they create the ferryman of West End success together. Incredible. As you know, I just live for these stories the I just it gets so carried away in my head of like what could have been it's so romantic <laughs> it was destiny I just oh I love it I love it yeah that was a very strong plot twist answer it's got to be up there yeah it was great and I think it was really cool to hear Laura talk about getting to play a woman with so much agency in a Victorian set series yeah, that's something I really enjoyed, actually, because you've got this whole sort of period drama backdrop. But actually, the story of these characters really throws that narrative up in the air. That was something that really stood out. Yeah, it's definitely one of those series that once you've watched it, you will understand exactly what we're talking about. Yeah, you've got to see it. And that's Nevers, which you can watch on now from the 17th of May. So, yeah, a huge thank you to Laura and Anne again. We had an absolute blast chatting to them and we will see you next week. Thanks for listening. Oh, 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 oh,